When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up! What do you got? Calling all my Tupac fans and oh. hip-hop fans. Okay. So there okay. is a... No, no, that wasn't me. Do not throw that on me. That what did Steve... he say? That's Steve Mason. Isn't that what Steve Mason calls him? Tupac? Yeah, I was oh. like, yeah. yeah. I'm not trying to get into that one <laughs> again. T-W-O-P-A-C-K? Tupac. See? Yeah. So anyways, um, there is a new... Um, exhibit here in downtown LA, right across LA Live at the Canvas at LA Live, that will be opening tomorrow. The grand opening is tomorrow. It is called Wake Me Up When I'm Free. I don't know if you guys have, Sedano, you've been around LA right now. You go to the TV building. There is like a bunch of posters plastered of Tupac, and that is what they're promoting. So it is the new exhibit. It is in collaboration with the Shakur State and exhibits technology, mm-hmm. is yep. art. Um, artifacts that you've never seen um, from his personal artifacts. It's called Wake Me Up When I'm Free. I'm actually super excited. I got my tickets already, and I will be going this weekend. I How much are the see. tickets? Okay, well, I didn't really pay for them. So <laughs> oh, really did you get it from a friend? It's a friend, yes. Oh, see yes. the difference? It is a big a difference. Who cares? Yeah, you need to share your whatever. secrets with me. I feel like you go to like a, a different event every day with free tickets. Yeah, girls oh, called. I need to know. Well, I I mean, I go with my friend who is one of my friends from like 17 years. We just go together. <laughs> so I'm looking at it here. Well, how age is six. Eight, here, free? here. Oh, he paid from. Yeah. <laughs> he oh, bought it. So they're not free. I got you. I got you. <laughs> they're yeah. free to Laura. They're not yeah. free to the dude. So yeah. off peak hours are twenty nine dollars and fifty cents to to see the exhibit, and peak hours thirty nine fifty. Yeah, it's not bad. Like, so off peak is anything Monday through Thursday before three p.m. Right across the JW Marriott. So if you're in the downtown area or you guys yeah. want to come and just hang out and watch a cool exhibit. Is that what the Microsoft is called now? The canvas? No. It's like across like. So it's, it's oh, on across the other, on the other yes, side of the street. Yes, oh, yes. okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 It's like I was wondering what they were building because I'm like, what are y'all doing? It looks crazy. And then it was the exhibit, so that I found. Oh out. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get mm-hmm. you. It's on the other side. It's on yeah. Olympic, is what you're right. saying. Right, like where oh. the parking structure is. You know how like yeah. people park there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you've never been to downtown LA, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And you're weird. It's on Olympic, <laughs> right where LA Live is. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fine. People know where that is. Yes. So make sure you guys check it out. It the website is wakemeupwhenimfree.com. I'll check it out. And whenever I go back over there, I've got to do. So next week I'm going. I gotta go downtown. We're off next week because the Lakers obviously are on the be, uh, are gonna be on the East Coast, um, so we're off Thursday and Friday next week. So mm-hmm. I'll be um, on Thursday. I gotta do like I gotta sit down and film um, for the NBA is doing obviously it's their 75th anniversary, right? So they're doing like a NBA 75 documentary, and they're asking me to, to kind of sit down for some stuff. So and it's 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 at the office. So I, maybe I'll go after. Yeah, you should off peak. Save myself ten bucks. There you go. Maybe you can get them for free because you are a Sedano, so you know. No, I don't. Or think maybe I, you can get I don't somebody. Do you get a friend to buy them for you. 
no, maybe I could do that. That'd be different. But, um, but no, but but I can't get. I, I, they're not giving them to me just for free, just because I'm me. That's not. Happening, I mean, so. I'm sure I don't pull that. I don't pull. pull that move, man. What? I don't. I don't like doing that. I listen. If you got a business, I'm here to help you. Oh, hundred percent. I'm here to support your business. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, like for me, a hundred percent. Like if we get tickets because of the station, whatever. Like that's different. That's work. But I'm not getting right. nothing for free from somebody else. Mm-mm. Yeah, I I don't even like, like I've been to restaurants where they're like, hey, your meal's comp. Like, no, charge me the meal if you want to comp like an appetizer or something mm-hmm. that's different. Um, but like not the the whole thing. Like, no, 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 no. You got you know you got. Or if they do, and if they insist, then I'm like, all right, then I'm tipping the server like fifty percent or something like that. Yep, we've done that's that. What, that's what you do. Yeah, that's what you do. Somebody mm-hmm. takes care of you like that, you take care of somebody else. Always. Yeah. All right. So uh, wake me when I'm free. Check it out at mm-hmm. the canvas at LA Live. There you go. At, on Olympic. Cool stuff, Laura. Good job. All right. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. Real quick. So we've been talking, obviously, a lot about Russell Westbrook today. So was benching him the right move? I mean, I think it was. Clearly, we've talked about this for a while that I think that, you know, a difference in role is important. And I think, Cap, you and I have been on the same page on that. Although, so, although benching him was the right move, I think we agree to give Frank Vogel the power, but it wasn't the right move in terms of winning the game last night. No, I don't think they were winning the game because of with Russ there either, though. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, maybe not. But he but wasn't stopping Karis LeVert from going off the dude, way he did. Karis LeVert. Oh, He's my good. goodness, dude. He's a good player. Dude went off. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was a power move, but it wasn't I mean, think a about it. Move. Karis LeVert was in the deal that got James Harden to Brooklyn. Like, he's a good player. He was impressive last night. Um, so it's one thing for you would be, you know, gas bags here on the radio or whatever, talking about this and thinking it's the right move. It's a different thing for a teammate, a former teammate of Russell Westbrook to say it. And our buddy Kendrick Perkins was on NBA today, today, and had this to say about benching Russ. Was it the right move, Perk? It was the right message. Um, you know, sometimes you have to send a message to certain players, whether they're franchise guys, max guys, or whatever, to let them know that this won't be tolerated. Look, Russ, you missed the shot of, uh, and didn't get back in transition, didn't give no effort on the defensive side of things, and that's just uncalled for. And so when you have a guy like LeBron James who comes out publicly on Twitter, on social media, and tell the Laker nation, Laker fans, whatever you want to call them, that he's going to be better, that's accountability. And right now, Russ is not holding himself accountable. We hear him in the press game conference when he's saying, Things to the nature of it's more than basketball. It's just life. No, Russ. No, this is ba- it's basketball right now. It's about championships. Um, yeah, it is about championships. It's th- this Laker team that LeBron James is on for however long this thing lasts. It's intended from the beginning to be all the time about championships, and they brought in a player, George, who statistically has put up monster individual numbers, but has never led a team or been part of a team that has been a, a champion because the individual stats are pretty, but they don't, they don't necessarily lead to championships. In this case, they haven't. So they, they have a great individual stat machine. They don't have a championship-caliber player. That's what the evidence tells us. Mm-hmm. 
Um, well, at this stage of his career, I, I, I would agree. I mean, even a couple of years ago, I would have – I'm telling you, like even as far as like right before the pandemic, I would have said, you know, Russ is still a really damn good player, you know, because uh, he had a great stretch right before the pandemic for, you know, two and a half months, three months, and he was in like an MVP conversation. So, yeah, I, I, I just think that he's not – um. He's not that player anymore. And Carmelo, I mean, man, when Carmelo said that yesterday, I, I really felt like Carmelo Anthony in the postgame. And please don't sidetrack me on whatever play he didn't make that you didn't like. But I feel like he, I feel like Carmelo Anthony was really being rational in the postgame about it when he said it's nothing personal about Russ's, Russ's benching. It's nothing personal from the coach. It's something he's not used to. It's just something we have to help him figure it out. And he went on to talk about how obviously he's been through it, yada, yada, yada. It's so true, man. Like, there, the, the, we have the cut. Let me hear Carmelo say it. Go ahead, Laura, play it. It's an adjustment. I, I can only I, – I know – I think I know what he's, what he's dealing with, what, what he's going through. I've, I've been there before. I don't, I don't think it was anything personal, you know, from, from coaching – so you say you them out in four minutes. I think Malik came in or something like that. But I, I don't think it's it's nothing personal. It's just something that you know he's he's not used to. You, you would think somebody like that would be on the court. But you know, with with the floor of the game, it's been times where I haven't been in the game, or you know, other guys haven't been in the game. So I don't think it's anything personal. It's just something that we got to where we got to help him figure it out. So he, here's the deal. He certainly be, and remember when you and I talked about this, I said you know. Because you, you were, we were doing the role play. I was, you were like, oh, LeBron, it's I mean, I'm like, what about me? Like, what the hell do I know about being benched, right? Like, <laughs> and, and it's Carmelo and Dwight. Yes, those, those were the two guys. They were brought here. That Those were the guys that were going to be able to mentor him because they've changed their roles in their career. Well, no, they weren't brought in for that. They were oh, brought no, in. But they, because, they, but they could. But they, they can be allies in this situation. Yes, 100%. I don't think there's any question that that's the case. Um, I, I think that. It's one of these things that the last guy, Cap, regardless of the sport, forget basketball, football, baseball, whatever it is, the last guy to know that he's no longer the superstar guy, you know, the aging superstar, the last guy to know that he's the aging superstar is the guy looking at himself in the mirror. Oh, George, I'm with you. There's no question that if, if Carmelo said to Russ, hey, bro, look, I know it's hard. I know it takes a shot to the ego, but I'm just here to tell you that you can't do the things you used to do, which is why you have to make adjustments to the way you think and the way you play. Russ might look back at Carmelo and go, man, are you out your damn mind? Of course I can still do all those things. He may be in denial about who he is today as a player. He no, I don't think there's any question about that. <laughs> like I, I don't think that. I, I mean, I don't think there's any question at all when it comes to Russell Westbrook that he is in denial. And I think that this is the first jolt from the organization and the staff to like, hey, this is the thing. And Carmelo is extending an olive branch, um, which is not surprising at all because that's just who he is, like a good dude. You know what I mean? Um, and having been through it, I, I, I think he gets it. You know. Uh, the question is, can the Lakers, this group that we're talking about, get through to Russ, Cap? We'll get into that on the other side. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. If you want to talk about, like, part of the soundtrack to a city, this song is in that discussion for sure. Shout out Cube. Shout out O'Shea, too. Today was a pretty good day. Not so good for Russell Westbrook, that's for sure. You know, I want to say something, though, real quick, George, about this. Yeah. I'm kind of feeling a little bad for Russell Westbrook. Like, I'm starting to actually... That's totally fine to feel that way. Yes, yeah, I would. I, I, I would. I, I feel bad for him, too. Like, yeah. you, like, 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 think about it this way, okay? Let's pause for one second. You are a Hall of Fame player. Or, you know, I mean, forget about an athlete. You are... One of the, I don't know, top 100, 150 players maybe to ever play the game. Like, think about, like, if you were one of the best 100, 150 people to ever do whatever it is that you do for a living. Like, on earth, okay? In the history of whatever it is you do. Like, there comes some ego with that. And justifiably so. So, of course, on the way down... You're going to be defiant and couple that with the fact that he's already kind of got a defiant personality. And I say that as that's been the fire and the fuel that has gotten him to this place where he's become one of those all-time greats. Like, of course I, you got to feel bad for him. I do, because I, I don't find Russell Westbrook to be an unlikable character. Correct. No. You know, if, if he were a complete jerk, he's quirky. And, and he can get testy at times. Um, but generally, I find him to be a likable guy. Ge- I mean, just generally speaking. And where I feel bad for him is not what you're talking about, which is perhaps the decline in his basketball skill set or even the realization that he has to make an adjustment because of who he plays with. I feel bad for him because we're all so hyper-focused in on one guy. When we talk about... The construction of the roster doesn't work. We're focused in on one guy. But can I just ask everybody this question? Are you guys happy? Because when, when, the, when the roster was rebuilt, you know, people were like, oh, Russ, he's from L.A., hometown kid, this is so great. And then there were critics that said this won't work. But let me ask everybody. Trevor Ariza, Dwight Howard, Kent Bazemore, DeAndre Jordan, Wayne Ellington. I mean, I'm just throwing out the names of the guys who were brought to the team in the offseason that everybody was so hyped about. You guys happy with their contributions too? Cause I feel like Dwight's done a pretty good job lately now that he's gotten minutes again, you know? Like, um I mean Ariza's been hurt and but he's not the player that he once was. I mean, I think they I think that Miami squeezed the last out of him last year. You know what I mean? Like and you know, there were times there where he looked shaky, you know? Um you know, Wayne Ellington is is has bounced around a bunch. Like he's a, a specialist. Uh Ken Basemore is not probably um you know long for the nba anymore um who else did you name deandre jordan deandre jordan is in that same category 
I mean, the one guy outside of Russell Westbrook um, who, you know, again, was kind of brought in in the early, you know, transformation of the roster that I really, really like is Malik Monk. Oh, yeah, he's been really good. God, he had that dunk last night, that alley-oop dunk, and before he even put that thing down, he was screaming his brains out because he knew he was about to throw it down hard. I mean, yeah. I like Malik Monk, but the, so, my only point is, is that a, that that Russ is the guy we're all focused on. But the roster was rebuilt, and all the names that I just mentioned to you, I mean, who's really doing anything? Kind of feel bad for Russ that it's all on him. No, I agree, and you know, there's some there's a prominent Hall of Famer who 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 somewhat agrees with you there for for sure. We'll get to that in a second. But uh, let me ask you this question. You know, we've been talking about Carmelo or Dwight and the coaching staff and the front office and maybe even LeBron, right? Like trying to get Russ through this process, as Carmelo said. But can the Lakers get through to Russ and and show him, hey, look, man, we still think you can be a really impactful player, um, but it's just not working right now. And we've got we to gotta be a team here and do what's best for the team. So can they get that message through to him? Stephen A., our pal, had this to say this morning on First Take. If you read between the lines, so the coaching staff went to management. Management gave them the okay to do what you got to do. If you feel the need to bench rush, you feel the need to bench rush. That means it was something they were contemplating for weeks. It means it's something that's been incredibly alarming to them. And what it says to me is they don't think they can reach him any other way he's right like there's no way this thing was just like they thought of this last night (laughs) (laughs) yeah again i don't think that everybody's focusing on russ and if i'm in russ's shoes i'm going guys i've been in this league for 14 years you have seen the kind of player that i am you know what i do you brought me to this team. Why? To pay me $45 million to completely change the player that I've always been? Why didn't you pay me $45 million to come be the player that you wanted me to be? Because that's who I am. It just it doesn't make any sense that you're going to have a player who makes this amount of money who cannot be part of this team. And again, No, no, they're not saying he can't be part of the team. They're well, just no, saying I'm, that his, his role saying, needs to be different. Right, I'm not saying can't be part of it as in he can't be a part of the roster. I'm saying... You're saying to a Russell Westbrook, change what you do. Yes. And he's a guy making $45 million thinking to himself, why'd you get me? You knew who I was. You know how I play. What, you thought I was just going to come in here and you guys were going to change me? Well, he's the one talking about sacrifice. He spoke to Sam Amick or whatever the other day. Well, saying the right things versus being capable of doing the right things are two totally right, different but, things. Right, but, but that's kind of my point, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, don't say it if you're not capable of it. If you had to send one person in the Laker organization to go see Russ and explain to him what has to happen. Carmelo. Because of his experience having done this. And he is also a Hall of Fame player. You know, one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Yes, I think that he can relate to him on a level that anyone that there's no one else in the roster. I mean, Dwight obviously could do it, too. But I mean, Carmelo, I think, is best suited for doing that. I mean, maybe Dwight is capable of it, too. Um, I feel like Carmelo, um, you know, can be more empathetic in those situations. And perhaps Dwight can, too. I think those two guys are the guys I've been talking. I've been talking about it for, you know, over a week that those are two guys that have to do it. Now, look. 
Barkley was just on TNT before this game started tonight yeah. between the Mavs and the Suns, and and you know he's a Russ guy, uh, and he has also defended Frank a lot, and and he went at um you know the the people that are blaming those two particularly. Let's let's hear what Charles had to say. I just want to say I, I you know so I never root I don't because I don't care who wins. I mean I just want the season to be over so we can go play golf and fish. All right, let's. Uh... But I root. I, the Lakers are such wussies. And I only say wussies because I can't say the word I want to no, say. I know. The way they have tried to throw Russell Westbrook and Frank Vogel under the bus is just really pissing me off. Right. And I got to tell you something. Oh, no. Hey, you know, we've got a, we've got a guest standing by. Well, the and Lakers then... still suck when we get back from this interview. <laughs> okay. okay. Well. Now he was playing. I'm still mad. Team. Now, listen, I'm not going to sit out like all these clowns on other networks got okay. their head up the Lakers' booties. Now, they're blaming Frank Vogel and Russell Westbrook. Listen, the people up top who put that trash together are running and hiding like cowards, saying, oh, it's Frank, it's Russ. You put all them old geezers out there. Listen, the best guy other than LeBron in the last month has been who? Stanley Johnson. Yeah. And for y'all to be bringing a guy who was on the street and he becomes your second best player, and the, the general, whoever running that trash out there, getting away, uh, it's ridiculous, man. <laughs> I, I, so listen, I, I would agree with this part. <laughs> and we've talked about this too. If you're depending on Stanley Johnson, 10-day contract, multiple 10-day contracts, if you're depending on Malik Monk, uh, minimum player. If you're depending on Austin Reeves, okay, undrafted rookie, okay, free agent. Uh, if you're depending on those guys, you've got big problems, is what I would say. And then you have big. Then you then you now officially have big problems. Just to be clear, because they are depending on those guys. Right. And here's the thing: Laker fans are sitting there screaming at me in my mentions because I tweeted this yesterday. I, you know, I'm going to read the tweet verbatim so that way I, I don't mischaracterize uh, uh, my own self. Don't misquote um, I, yourself, George. Yeah. I said, if we're being honest, I tweeted this last night, if we're being honest, there's not a coach that can make this Lakers roster play at a championship level, especially without AD. You could have Phil, Riles, or whichever deity you prefer. It's not happening. That doesn't make Frank Vogel perfect, just the roster quite imperfect. And to me, the roster construction has been the biggest problem. So I'm with Charles on that. Um, and, you know, fans are out there yelling, Vogel didn't play the Stanley Johnson, Malik Monk, Austin Reeves, LeBron, and whatever minutes – Russ minutes, one minute yesterday. And I'm like, dog, if you're depending on those three guys to save you, like, that's not sustainable. Like, yeah, that's a, like, okay, break glass in case of emergency. Let's see if we get some energy going. That's not an every night lineup that's going to finish games for you. No, but that's, that right there is the greatest indictment on the roster. Yes. We started agreed. this segment by yes. saying, I feel bad for Russ because Ariza and Dwight and Bazemore and Jordan and Ellington and these kinds of guys, nobody's done anything great, okay? I mean, my goodness, three of those dudes got DNP'd last night, and they barely ever play. So when you have to have Austin Reeves and Stanley Johnson come from off the streets, like Chuck is saying, when those guys are much more prominent players on your team, it tells you how bad the roster was going in and right. that they've had to add these kind of pieces as it's gone on, and they're playing way too big of a role. Brutal, dude. Brutal. It, 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 yeah, it's not not good. And not yet, good. And yet, I'll just end it like this. And yet, Go. there's something inside of me that rather than want to say that they're dead and bury them, there's something inside of me 
that says, don't give up on him. Oh, no. I, I got to see what Anthony – it's what Brian Winner said yesterday or whatever. If Anthony Davis comes back – now, this is a big ask. And he could be 2020 Anthony Davis. He, I mean, he was wearing a big bulky knee brace the other day. Then the Lakers absolutely still have a chance despite all this turmoil. That's the crazy I know. part. I don't want to give up on him because I think that LeBron has the heart of a champion – and one way or another will will the team, not to necessarily to a championship, but to at least some respectability. Yeah, put some respect on his name is what you Correct, think. exactly. Without yeah. the T at the end of respect, just respect. Yeah. All right, coming up next, Radio Tinder, everyone's favorite segment in the 5 o'clock hour that's coming up in three minutes. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Lens, what do you got? All right, so I don't know if you guys saw this today, but the new Batman movie, which is called The Batman, directed by Matt Reeves, is set to come out on March 4th. And today, we found out that it's going to be a real long movie. The official runtime for The Batman is, get this, two hours and 55 minutes. Wow. What was The Dark Knight, though? I feel like that Dark Knight was long, too, though. I think that was somewhere around, like, 2.40 or 2.30. So okay. this one, yeah, two thirty-two than... on the Dark Knight. Let me see the Dark Knight Rises. Hold on. Yeah, because they said this one's longer than any Batman movie before it. The Dark Batman. Knight Rises two forty-five. Yeah, so you know, Dark Knight Rises was long. I never saw that one. I'll the one with Bane. Out. Yeah, I've never seen it. Really? Mm-hmm. How can you not watch the last one of the series? Well, I mean, like the superhero movies aren't really my thing. It's one of those things. Oh, where I mean, but if you've already invested friends. in in the other two, why didn't yeah, I understand how you don't I watch like the to, conclusion? I like win because my friends wanted to go, but but anyway. Oh. Um, the new Batman movie, which stars Rob Pattinson as Batman, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, and Colin Farrell as the Penguin, is going to focus on Bruce Wayne's early days as the detective and vigilante. Okay, are wait. Guys- so, so who's in on the? Uh, who are the actors again? Zoe Kravitz, she's going to be Catwoman. Okay. Colin Farrell is going to be the Penguin. Colin Farrell is going to be mm-hmm. the Penguin, huh? Yep. And Paul Dano is also going to be the Riddler. I can't even think of who he is. I'd have to look him up. Paul Dano? Yeah. Book him Dano? Yeah. See, no, what's he from? I don't even know who he is. I look at his face and I'm like, I've never seen never this guy. Oh, I know who he is. I've seen what this is. He he's the He's the brother in Little Miss Sunshine. I haven't even seen that movie. You've never seen the movie Little Miss Sunshine? Nope. I'll put it oh, on Oh, what list. a great movie. You have to watch that movie. What else is he in? I feel like I don't know. Well, no, I, I, once I saw his face, I knew exactly who he was. Yeah, he's hilarious. In that movie, 
<laughs> he hates his family, <laughs> and he's taken like a vow of silence. And then event, I don't want to spoil it. I mean, the movie's like twenty years old. Um, yeah, but, you can tell me. Yeah, like he takes a vow of silence. Then when he breaks it, it's just like hilarious. Like it's just like it's absolutely hysterical. I'll check it out. But yeah. back to the Batman movie. Are you guys yeah. willing to sit in the movie theater for three hours to see this or any movie? Swipe yeah. left or swipe right, Sedano. Yeah, swipe left. I'm not in the interested in going to a movie theater at the moment. Um, I'm good with eventually waiting till it gets back. Uh, you know, when things are a little more normal, um, whenever that is, yeah, or when it hits be? my house. I mean, I don't know, but I'm totally fine watching it at my house. And I've already said I'm I'm cool with paying a little extra for it if I can watch it at my house. Like honestly. The movie theater experience to me has always been super overrated. I never liked it. I never have been a big fan. I know what people say. Oh, my God, you got to watch Star Wars or this movie or Rocky or whatever in this theater because you got to see it because of the sound and the surround. Bro, I'm good. I don't need all the crazy bells and whistles. The movie is the movie. Like, I'm not interested in the sound. Like, the movie makes is what makes it for me. So To, to your point, I want to say that I'm really bummed that there's some movies that have gone back to being exclusively relate, released in theaters. Because, A, with, like, Omicron, people are, like, you know, hesitant. To, I'm, I'm not trying to go to the movie theater right now. And I feel like having the option to pay, even if it is, like, crazy expensive, I would rather pay to watch some of those movies at home than go to the movie theater. Well, and here's the thing, right? Like, you can make your own popcorn. It's way cheaper. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you can get your own candy. It's way cheaper. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can... So you'll save money there. <laughs> you know, yeah. like... Like, There's I want to that. see Scream. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to the movie theater to see Your Scream, drinks. and i got to wait. Yeah, oh, you get drinks? Right, because if yeah. you go to one of those fancy mm-hmm. movie theaters where you got to spend, like, a, you know, they got a bar, I mean, you're paying, like, top-notch prices oh, for dude, a drink. Dude, it's, ghetto it's, alcohol. It's 100 bucks, yeah, easily, yeah. just to go see yeah. a movie. I'm with you. I, I have to agree with you here. First and foremost, A, no, I will not sit in a movie theater for three hours. B, I feel like the last Spider-Man movie, whichever one whoa, whoa, it was. Whoa, 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 whoa. That was a great movie. That was a good movie. It was long. Great. It was long. You was just don't very... you don't care for the the, the characters. Though. Yeah, no, it was fine. I mean, I liked the movie. It was fine. Like, I was entertained. It was, But it was like, gosh, man, this thing's freaking long. So yeah, it's long. It's not and, true. And, and, and shockingly, Sedano, <laughs> I, I am with you it. on this. Yeah. I'm fine with the audio coming out of my television. I don't need all the surround sound and the bells and whistles. I'm happy at home. Yeah, I'm good. I'm a homebody, man. I've become such a homebody, dude. I've become such a homebody. Yeah. Well, it isn't like it used to be where, you know, you had to get the special surround sound and theater and everything. Like, a lot of people have great, you know, home home theater setups. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Yeah. I don't even have that. It's got a TV that? Yeah, there's the guy that, uh, you know, Ireland. Who's the guy Ireland always? uh, Mirror video. Mirror video, Mm -hmm. right, audio video. Those guys, yeah, exactly. Take care of you. All right, so next one. Kyrie Irving made some headlines yesterday when he kicked <laughs> back at a fan while the yeah. Nets were taking on the Cavaliers. It was then announced today that the NBA would fine Kyrie $25,000 for the incident. So the interaction began with a Cavs fan shouting, Kyrie, do you need LeBron? And Kyrie responded with some profanity and called the fan ungrateful for the title that he won the team. Ungrateful mother bleepers is That's what right. he said. Yep. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. Said, I already, already won you guys one ungrateful mother bleepers. So the fine was given to to Kyrie because he was directing obscene language at a fan. Now, we all know I'm a huge Cavs fan and Kyrie, too, you know, for that shot that he made to win said championship. But if you were a Cavs fan, would you be upset with Kyrie over this incident? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'll swipe left. I'm not upset with Kyrie on this incident. I definitely do not think he should be fined for what he said. 
I think the NBA does this kind of stuff because they're like, hey, we can't have our players yelling obscenities at the fans. But in reality, that's just talking back and forth. Some fan was talking, Kyrie was hearing it, and he looked back at him and said, hey, I brought you a championship, you ungrateful mofo. And so I kind of liked what Kyrie did. And you know I'm not a Kyrie fan, so I don't think he should be fined, and I had no problem with what he did. Uh, I'm also swiping left. I don't think he should have been fined either. And, um, you know, I just think it's playful jarring uh, or jawing. Pardon me. Um, and, yeah, I mean, whatever, dude. Like, I guess if you're from Cleveland, like, I could see you being annoyed and, like, you know, just another reason to boo him or whatever. But Well, I was I, mad at first, but now I'm just like, I mean, he's kind of right. Like, well, yeah, you're grateful. You, you, know? you, I mean, listen, Kyrie is – we were talking about Russ earlier being likable, generally a likable guy. Kyrie's generally not a likable guy, I think. But yet you're grateful to him for the championship that he helped deliver. Yeah, and I always so, will be. So those Best moment of my be, life. Give him a little bit of gratefulness. Give him a little bit of, put a little gratitude on his name. Yeah, I think people, I don't know, those people that were heckling him in the first place, like they need to just. Listen, Cleveland fans, let's be real, Lindsay. I know you guys are super passionate, but you guys aren't always the nicest when people come back. Okay, let's be real. I, You know, that, that game LeBron came back in December of 2010 or whatever it was, it was literally like coming into the seventh level of hell, okay? Oh, that that was great, like, drama and theater, though. Like, yeah, great drama you know? and theater, except for the batteries being thrown at the bench and things Nobody like that. Nobody threw batteries. That's not true. I was there. I saw it. <laughs> I was so there, there, too. Were, I don't see there were batteries thrown at their bench. Are we talking, talking like nine volts happened. here, or are we talking like, you know, double A's? or what? what if they did have batteries, they probably... You know, it was probably one of the security guards or somebody that grabbed him out of their, their flashlight because they don't want you bring anything into those games. Well, but anyway, I, I digress. Was, either way, the, it, Cleveland and the return of players, not always the greatest thing. I think you could say that for most stadiums, but, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, said, sure, I but nothing nothing ever will rival what LeBron went through that day. Nothing. Not Kevin yeah. Durant being called a cupcake in Oklahoma City or whatever they called him. And that was goofy and silly. That The, the vitriol was real. It was palpable. I'm going to say that when, I do that when I do that documentary for the NBA. As palpable is a good be. word. That's a very solid word to be used, George. Palpable. Yeah, that's in at my the thesaurus. Time, I think yeah. <laughs> he deserved it at the time. Anyway, Last moving one. on. Yeah. A care worker who stole money from one of her patients was caught when her husband heard her talking about it in her sleep. The care worker <laughs> stole nearly $10,000 from the disabled woman and spent it on a family vacation to Mexico. Oh, her husband man. began to get suspicious when his wife started spending a lot of money. And then one night, he heard her talking in her sleep about committing the crime. And then his suspicions were confirmed when he saw a debit card that belonged to the patient in his wife's purse. Oh, no. He then decided to turn her into police. He said, I loved Ruth deeply, but I could not ignore what she had done. It was abhorrent to me that she could steal from a vulnerable person and I had to report her. So if your significant other committed a serious crime and you found out after the fact, would you turn them in? Swipe left or swipe right, Cap? I'm going – this is, this is tough. And I was hoping you were going to go to Sedano first because he's married. So the question is, would Sedano turn in Kelly Sedano? Wait, why Wait, why did you turn on me? You're first, bro. I go. know. I know. I was hoping you would be first. If, if Rachel was sleeping and she confessed, you know, in her sleep to a, uh, to a crime. Now, it, this crime is – is this a – now, is it a felony crime or is this a misdemeanor crime? Like, what do we do? I we think – we'll say, we'll say a serious crime. Okay, a felony. Crime. We'll say a All felony. Right. Okay. Yes, and just this was $10,000 we're talking about. And throw in one small additional detail, which is Ruth, in this case, who stole the money from the patient, she spent the money on her family, and husband, who's now about to turn her in, 
was on the vacation. So my answer is no, I will not turn in my girlfriend if she is talking in her sleep and admitting that she committed a crime, particularly if I were the beneficiary of the crime. If I wasn't on the vacation, lock her up. All right, George, I, come on. Come on now. What are I, you going to do I, for Kelly? You're if gonna, I gonna... were in this situation with Ruth and whatever his name is, I would turn her in as well because I own a business, and this is one of my clients. Like, that's a big thing. Like, you can't have – like, if you're a patient of this person, you can't have th- – you can't be there thinking like, hey, I, you know, these people are going to jack my money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, I, that's just a, a terrible look. So I don't blame him for turning in Ruthie. Now, but, but – if Kelly did what Ruthie did, and you found out that Kelly did this, are you going to turn in your wife, George? Come on, it's your wife, the mother I mean, of your children. It's. I mean, it's ten grand. Maybe I would try to. I would try to resolve it first by giving them back their money. Um, but I don't. You know, listen, I get it, man. Let's say just throwing a real quick hypothetical in there. Let's say you would not get caught otherwise and would not be found complicit in any way, shape, or form because you were on a trip or whatever the case was, and you only knew about it because she was talking about it in her sleep. Would you still do it? Boy, I just feel so slimy and dirty. Gosh, this just makes me feel so dirty. You know, the right thing to do is say you can't do that. You can't take advantage of your patient like that. But on the other hand, it's like we did have a nice vacation. I really enjoyed myself. It was a lot of fun. How much? You got to give the money back at the very least. The very least. Got to do the right thing. Yeah. All right. That is Radio Tinder each and every day at 530. Everyone's favorite segment. Uh, All right. Coming up next. Let's talk some football here for a second. All right. Uh, Lindsay Theory has a theory (laughs) about the Rams. All right. That they can be L.A.'s football team. But one thing has to happen. So Raider fans. Charger fans, Niner fans. Who are Charger fans? All you fans out there, listen up. We'll discuss that in two minutes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, my God, he does. Yeah, he does all the time. He loves that stuff. What's the it's ID my number channel? one. What is that? ID oh, channel is like one of those. Like, it's basically mysteries all night. And it's all really? true crime stuff. Yeah, that's all it is. Every disappearance, murder you can think of, they're all on there. There's a good one that I have to watch that's on the ID channel. Um, about this, it's like Scream, the true story. Apparently, the movie was like based off of like a real thing that happened. Huh, who knew? I did not know that. I didn't I know, know today was National Cheese Day. Should I celebrate? What, what what cheese would you celebrate with? Oh man, I mean, it just depends. Do you like like what kind of cheeses? Do I'm a cheese person. So, what kind mm-hmm. of cheese do you like? Do you like 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 hard cheese or do you like like soft cheese, like a burrata? You know what I mean, burrata. I like them all. Lately, I've been into a smoked gouda. No. Sound yeah, good? Yeah, smoke good is okay to me. No, you don't love it? Not, not, not my thing. No. It's all right. I don't like brie. I know people that love brie. I'm not not my thing either. Yeah, I don't love, love, love brie, but I can I can get down with a little brie. I like, like a little brie. manchego cheese. Yo no sé manchego. Manchego is like, um, 
like a uh, a creamier version of Parmesan, but it's from Spain. God, I love Parmesan cheese. Yeah, but it's like a creamier, slightly creamier, still a hard cheese, but creamier version. Uh, you know, and if I like like traditional cheeses, like you know, listen, a little Vermont cheddar. You know, you pick that up at Vaughn's or Albertsons or uh, you know Ralph's or whatever. That stuff is good, bro. A little Vermont you, cheddar. You ever get into a little Havarti? I mean, Havarti's I right. Give me a little pepper jack, though. Oh, Give me a little spice every pepper once jack. in a while. Pepper jack yeah. is nice. I do yeah. like pepper jack. It's a good cheese. Yeah. It sounded yeah. like I, Robert De Niro there for a second, I think. Right. I do like pepper jack. That's a good cheese. Yeah. It's a, it was, it's a very good cheese. It is a very good cheese. Very good. Yeah. Now, a lot of people are saying that the guy who called in earlier with crispy, crunchy chicken from the gas stations. Yeah. Um, vouching for it. Fair? Is that what people are doing? A lot of people are saying out there on Twitter that this crispy, crunchy chicken in the gas station that the guy called earlier who said his tax guy turned him onto it. Yeah. A lot of people saying crispy, crunchy chicken is for reals. Hmm. All right. I mean, I'm always a little leery of the gas station part of the equation, though. You know what I mean? I know. But this whole thing started when we were having a conversation about, like, chicken fingers versus chicken nuggets. Yeah. Have you ever been to a ball game and you've ever been in, like, a suite, if you get lucky enough to get into somebody's luxury suite? Yeah, yeah. If they got hot dog buns and there's hot dogs in one, you know, kind of serving tray and then there's chicken fingers in another, I'll take the chicken finger, put yes. it on the hot dog bun. No. And put a little bit of, like, honey mustard what? on it. Why do you yeah, want to put it in the bun, though? I don't understand. Why do you want to make a sandwich with well, it? Well, you, you want the feel of it's the It's already got dog. the breading, though. What do you need more bread for? Well, that's why carbs, I always complain bro. that I don't, have, I don't have rice in burritos because I don't want the double carbs. Mm. Laura gets mad at me. But in this that. case, in this case, it's all right. All right, so Briona's just checked right. in. He says, the gas station chicken is no joke. The honey biscuits are fire, which is what the guy in Upland said a little while ago. Lot, people are saying that on Twitter also. These said honey bomb biscuits. chicken. Briones will eat anything, so I believe him. He will eat anything. Mm. These honey biscuit uh, biscuits, honey glazed biscuits, everybody's saying they're lit. Yeah. Crispy chicken. Crispy, crunchy chicken. Um, I mean, look, there's one in Hawthorne. I, I'll give it a shot. It's, you know, it's close enough. I'll give it a shot. Let us know. Report back, please, if you don't mind. Yeah. You know? So, I'll we'll give it a chance. It's one in Marina Del Rey, Lindsay. Ooh, where? Yeah, I'm well, like, I'm ooh, where? <laughs> I was so out on it, but everybody's vouching for it. I was like, ooh, where? Golden Scoop is what it says in the Golden Scoop. Okay, are I'm going to have to Google Is there that. a particular sort of gas station that these are in? Are they in Chevrons? Are they in Shells? Are they in Arcos? Are they in a specific branded gas station? No, it doesn't say if there's like a specific gas station. Because I'd hate to walk into a gas to. station and be like, yo, you guys got that crispy, crunchy chicken stuff or what? No, but you can Google it, bro, like I did. How about that? That's a smart move. Yeah. You are, again. He's so bad with the Google. You're so bad with the Google. Like, how does oh, that happen? If, but what if you just pull over and you're like, oh, there's a gas station over there. I need gas. While I go in, I'm going to see if they got that crispy, crunchy chicken. Bro, Sedano literally said he only found three Yeah, around his area. Why would you think you could just do that? Right, and it's not even that close. Like, Marina Del Rey is not close, necessarily. And, and, you know, Slauson Mall is definitely not, is not. close. Uh, you know? Ooh, that one's that's, probably better. That's like central LA, you know, like mm -hmm. I would call it. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's close to downtown, though. So if you're like in the you know in the work area, so there's actually more. I'm seeing there's more here. There's one in Hawthorne, as I mentioned, Marino Del Rey. There's one in Long Beach. There's another one in like Lakewood. One in yeah. Alvarado Street. Yeah, I'm down. There you go. You are, there's, huh? there's a bunch. There's actually a bunch. There are a bunch. But the closest one to me is uh, is definitely Hawthorne. Well, next time we're all in studio, we ought to do our own chicken. Oh taste no! It's just permanently closed. Oh no. 
damn it. Oh, no. But we ought to do yeah. it. We ought to order Raising Cane's. Now I got to go even further. Oh, no, that was in Torrance. Oh. There, the one in Hawthorne is open. Raising Cane's, one. Chick-fil-A, Kentucky Fried Chicken, yeah. uh, Popeye's. And then the last one that was on that list was Whataburger. They're out because they're not in. California. We all so, trying to lose weight, sir. I know. Yeah, that's I true. Know. I'm on the brink. I'm on like one. I'm at like the the level where I I feel like all right. I gotta to, I gotta bring it back. So I had a salad for lunch today. Nice. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I'm also trying to clean it up, man. I, I, exactly. I'm at 182. To me, once I get past 180, that's it. I gotta bring it back the other way. Mm-hmm. Getting you know? down into your fighting weight, huh? Yeah. I mean, listen. Anything under 180, I feel okay about. I mean, in theory, I'd like to be. I mean, I don't. Th- I haven't been this light in a long time. But like in theory, like the the lowest I got during the height of the pandemic when I was like super working out was like 174. I'd like to get to like 170 to be honest with you. Oh, if I can lose like like 12. Yeah, oof. it'd be nice and lean. Yeah, it'd be good. Speaking of um, in theory, you were mentioning Lindsay theory. Oh, Lindsay theory has a theory. Basically, she says if the Rams win the Super Bowl, they can be the L.A. football team, which I don't know if I buy. I don't know if I buy that. But but you buy that? Well, I, I do. guess a lot of Raider fans here, bro. I know, but I do. But I feel like if they win the Super Bowl, look. To me, that's why the Rams loaded up for the Super Bowl. In other words, it's not like they wouldn't have pursued trying to win a Super Bowl. Sure. But the fact that the Super Bowl is in L.A., this is, I don't want to call it a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I mean, no, it kind of is. But, but it's, it's certainly once-in-a-generational opportunity. Yeah. It's not like the Super Bowl won't come running back here. It will. No, it but, will. But with the team that you had and the Super Bowl in your home stadium and then going out and making the additions that the Rams made – Everything was to win the Super Bowl this year specifically because it's in L.A. and specifically because you're trying to set up for future generations. Mm -hmm. I think she's right. I'm just not sure it takes winning the Super Bowl to make the Rams the team of L.A. You think it doesn't take that? You think it's it's the threshold is lower? I think it's yeah, I do. I think it's Okay, let, let's discuss this a little bit on the other side and we'll get back to the Lakers as well as we've got a lot of things when it comes to the Lakers with this Russell benching and what it means and can the Lakers reach him and who needs to reach him and can they make this thing work or is this thing a fait accompli be him, Vogel, all that. All that's coming up plus our picks against the spread of the next hour, big deal or no deal. And right now caller 7 Hit us up. Lakers ticket Thursday. Blazers tickets February 2nd against the Lakers at Crypto.com Arena. Caller 7-877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. We're back in three minutes. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 